insight into your situation. Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse in a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle, and we have one of my favorite guests, Mike Dooley, who was here a few weeks ago in Seattle giving a talk, um, sponsored by East West Bookshop, on his brand new book, Manifesting Change. So he is gracious enough to be on the phone from Florida, which he has told me before we went live that it's cold there. Not as cold as it was here when he was here, but that it's cold there. And so before I bring him on, I'm just going to um, share his bio a little bit for those of you who don't know Mike. This is his, I think this is your fifth book. Is that right, Mike? Your fifth book? Uh, seventh, actually. Seventh. seventh, yeah. I don't know how you do it, actually, because uh, I, I interviewed you a year ago for the first book. Um, and now here I am interviewing you a, le- a year later with the second book. You're very fast uh, writer. That's excellent. <laughs> well, there was a, a spell there where they all kind of piled up without being published at once. So that's <laughs> part of the secret. Oh, that's the secret. Okay. Well, um, for those of you who don't know Mike, he's an international tax accountant turned entrepreneur, turned writer for the universe. Um, for those of you um, who haven't seen the universe, those are hysterical, by the way, Mike. I love them. It's, <clears throat> it's one of the things I don't erase out of one of my email accounts are the notes from the universe because they totally make me laugh. They're hysterical. Um, Mike, Thank you. You're welcome. Mike Dooley lives in Orlando, Florida, where he runs Tut's Adventures Club and sends his notes from the universe to hundreds of thousands of people email every day, well, Monday through Friday. And it's true, you have like over 300,000 people, is that correct? Yeah, 352,000 and <laughs> growing. Yeah, that's a lot. That's amazing. As the New yeah. York Times bestselling author of Infinite Possibilities and featured teacher in the secret book and DVD, Dooley is actively using the concepts and principles he expands upon to travel the world speaking of life, dreams, and happiness. For more on Mike, visit his website at www.tut.com. So welcome. Thank you. Great to be back together with you, Marie. Yeah. We had a good time about a year ago. We did. And your book, um, Infinite Possibilities, had just hit the New York Times bestsellers list. So you were like... Uh, flying high. <laughs> yeah, you were. It was great. Um, I, I actually love this book, and I really enjoyed your talk um, a few weeks ago. You, I think you did a great job. And Thank to, you. You're welcome to a packed house, by the way. I mean, it mm-hmm. was packed. It was wonderful. Um, and, of course, we'll talk about uh, this book, too, and the matrix, as you call it, this little grid or I don't know what you – what do you actually call that little thing that you have in the book? Well, I call it the matrix, but uh, of course that's kind of a generic term, and and there are many matrixes. Um, Mine is a tool that helps us get clear on what it is we really want, Uh, and that that clarity is important in and of itself, but there's a few tips with my matrix, or that my matrix reveals that that make it um, easier, frankly, for us to kind of settle in with confidence on our end results, you know what's driving us and what's making us go forward. Oh, I think that's fantastic. I, I know when I was reading this part of the book and looking at the matrix spreadsheet, so to speak, is that one of the things you emphasize is it's important to have general um, 
in attachment to whatever it is that you are wanting instead of having expectations. Uh, even though you want people to be focused, you want you don't want them to have significant outcomes that may affect others. You want it to be more general. Is that true? Exactly. Uh-huh. Which and, seems to contradict everything um, that other people teach and talk about, even stuff that I've taught and um, shared. But there, but there's nuances there that that when understood. Um, suddenly kind of reveal that there was no contradiction, but that this is a new way or a more comprehensive way of seeing um, the importance uh, of defining what we want and keeping it general so that we leave room for even better. Yeah, I think that's the art. The trick of it is getting it in your head, in your heart, in a way that is good for everyone in the universe. And again, you know, not having that expectation. I think that's the trick. Yeah. And, and I think the things that are so simple, the things we don't put as much emphasis on or we don't have as much emotional need to, they come instantaneously. I think it was for about a couple of days I've been craving like some chocolate covered fruit, but I definitely wasn't going to go to the store and get it. I wasn't going to because it's not good for me, but I kept thinking about it. And Tuesday when I came to the studio, a guest had sent me a care package and it was chocolate covered cherries all the way from Canada. You can't stop it. It's hard to get in the way of our manifestations once um, the, the thought's been out there. And uh, and that's really an exciting thing because, as I point out in this and in my last book, we are inclined to succeed. We're, we're not inclined to foil ourselves. There's not a 50-50 shot of surviving. It's like the cards are stacked in our favor for growth, glory, adventure, love, success. You know, And our lives already are proof of this because I know off the cuff to some folks, that might sound like airy-fairy wishful thinking, oh, yeah, wouldn't that be nice? But it's like, you know, we all smile and have our entire lives more than we frown. We've all had some money rather than been in the negatives. We've all had friends more than we've been totally, utterly alone. We've had health more than we've been sick. You know, again and again, not only in our own private lives, but our communities and the world at large, in spite of our naivety naiveties with regard to the spiritual truths that abound, we have blasted forward with, uh, you know, inventions and technology, aerospace travel, and, and on and on and on. So, so the point being, um, you know, the good news is, is these little thoughts, once they're thought enough, you almost cannot stop from experiencing them because this is the nature of the game of life. Right, right. And so then your goal with this next book, which is brings it more into detail with a lot of interesting topics in the second half of the book, by the way, I think so too, even in an area where you help people discover their life purpose, which is like the burning question these days on planet Earth. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody wants to know that answer. And I really like the way you approached it, you know, first talking about what you like, what makes you happy, things that you've accomplished that you enjoyed, and then what are the things that you want to accomplish? Kind of making it, in my mind, um, more heartfelt, the you know, well, desires. Thanks, thanks Marie. And, and the, that, that's the gist of it. And uh, basically, we've, we need to allow this stuff to be simple, not just understanding the miraculous mechanics of manifestation or uh, or big-picture wheelings and dealings in, in life, but when it comes down to who am I, why am I here, you know, Chapter 1 talks about those answers and how easy they are to deduce, but but what's my purpose, if you will? I don't like to use the term purpose because it's kind of preloaded, and it kind of implies that if you don't 
find it, you're not doing it, you're doing the wrong thing, which is never the case. Mm -hmm. But make the questions really simple, you know. What's always put a smile on your face? You know, is it going outdoors? Is it being in nature? You know, that counts. Um, what have you demonstrated an ability to do well? You know, more than perhaps the average person. You know, that's meaningful. You know, and then beyond that, what would you like to do that you've never done yet, but it's always kind of been there, you know, that if you had the chance, um, you'd explore it. And, and what ways can you now explore? You know, maybe it's not time to go back to medical school, but, but, but it's never too late to become a healer. Right. And, and we can just change the lens through which we, you know, um, view these questions and make it much simpler. And uh, we're on our way, you know, and the answers have always lied within, and they've never been buried or hidden. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's part of your purpose, too, is making it easier for people to find those feelings <laughs> yeah. inside that aren't really hidden, but we think they are. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's, that's totally because, uh, you know, that's what stops or shuts people down the most. You know, as I said, when I was in Seattle, I, I relayed or recounted the fact that on my private previous book, Infinite Possibilities, 70 radio stations, of which yours was one, interviewed me because of this, you know, tactical approach that we had planned back then, and uh, about the book and the art of living your dreams, and the question that reappeared countless times was, well, what's the number one thing, Mike, that you see holding people back? And the answer to me is not understanding the truth about reality, not understanding with certainty who you are, how you got here, and what you can do with your life, all of which is so easy to know, yet yet we kind of never ask the hard questions historically because we were told that you know it was blasphemous, some things aren't to be known, uh, it's up to God, God decides everything, you know, who are you to kind of meddle with that, and so, so we were told not to ask it, but but then we kind of fell into a rut, or we, we did as our parents or guardians or grandparents did, and got so busy running on this little hamster wheel called life that instead of um, being the philosophers that, that we are naturally inclined to be, you know, tinkering, uh, asking questions, how could it be easier, how could it be better, we just kind of kept up with the Joneses next door and still didn't end up asking those questions. But when we ask the answers come flooding into our senses. It might not be the de- that day or simultaneously, right. but if it's an important question to us, no matter what it is, we can have the answers. And as we do our best to move towards it through readings, through contemplation, days, weeks, or months, uh, it, it, will, it will come to us. Yeah, I completely agree. And, and the fact that we don't always want to ask those questions because we're really afraid of the answers. However, that's mm-hmm. where all the power lies. You know, the power lies yeah, in the knowing. Then, when you ask the hard questions, you get the answers, and finally, bingo, you've got understanding. And understanding is the elixir, the tonic, the soothing balm of life. It gives clarity when there's, when there's doubt. It erases fear. It shows a path. It um, increases uh, comfort with the unknown. And... Um, this is what that old biblical saying was, you know, uh, seek first understanding and all things will be added unto you. Um, and that's what it was referring to, understanding that you are a divine being, that God uh, expresses through you, that is 
that God is of you, you are of God, uh, that there's no agenda, that, that you're not being judged, that karma nor ancient spiritual contracts are going to rip the carpet out yeah. from under your feet. Yeah, I think that's so cute and funny. I mean, really, I think it's adorable. I really do. Because we all look for the reasons why, you know, we can look at a million of them. In the 12th century, that must be the cause for right. my unhappiness today. And and then, then they think that if they can't nail it and name it and dress it up and parade it around, they'll never be able to find true happiness. And so then they go look for a team of experts. I mean, there's a place for experts, but they, they kind of give away their power to the experts. And then it takes, you know, forever to undo it uh, because they're so then attached to this thing that perhaps wasn't even true or relevant to begin with. Well, I think that's lovely. And what we're going to do is take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. And we have Mike Dooley here live on the air from Florida talking about his brand new book, Manifesting Change. And we'll be right back. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. Manson Mitchell in the Morning brings you true stories from John Lennon's fabled Lost Weekend by the person who was there with him, May Pang. A companion for John, chosen by Yoko Ono, May and John would move to Los Angeles for a time where John Lennon was the most musically prolific since the breakup of the Beatles. May Pang is our special guest Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific on Manson Mitchell in the Morning. Body, Mind, and Spirit. Alternative Talk 1150 covers it all. And welcome back. This is Marie Manu Cherry. I'm live here in Seattle, and we're talking with Mike Dooley. He is the author of many books about manifesting what you want in your life. His current one, Manifesting Change, It Couldn't Be Easier, is out on shelves in the stores. You get it for the holidays. It's really fun. I love anything to do with manifesting. I always consider myself a little bit above average in manifesting, but Mike, I am, you have done an excellent job manifesting in your life, so you definitely take the Thanks, cake. Marie. You're welcome. Well, we're all, I like to say, black belt manifestors. Yeah. Every single person. And it's just that we've kind of done it accidentally or without the awareness that we've done it, which hence is why the secret was aptly uh, titled, you know, not a secret that Benjamin Franklin kept from his peers, but men and women since the dawn of time have been reacting to their own creations without realizing that they were creating them, kind of hiding from themselves because of their reactions that they were creating them. And so truly it was, and still is, unfortunately to this day, a secret to to the masses that we are non-stop creators of all that's good, bad, and ugly in our life. I know it's like those beautiful cherry, you know, chocolate-covered cherries that I ate every single one of them in the car on the way home from the studio. I I loved them. They were delicious. Right. I manifested those without any real hard difficulty, and they were delicious. And I'm sure they weren't that unhealthy. No, actually, Again, you're inclined to thrive. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That's so cute. your body can deal with whatever, you know, that, you know, fruit. No. Chocolate, you know, that's a food group, I think. Yeah, I know. I was just, you know, you know how the mind is. That's the interesting part that we'll talk about is how our mind tricks us up. You know, the holidays are coming. How much fudge am I going to eat between now and the first of the year? But we do have callers on the line. So who do we have, Eric? 
Well, we're going to go to our first caller, which would be Jenny calling from Seattle. Hi, Jenny. How are you? Oh, thank you for taking my call. I'm really um, fascinated to hear what, what the conversation and a little scared to actually ask my question based on what you're asking, but my question is about my divine purpose, and I definitely will get the book, and I want to work through the exercises, but I actually have worked through a lot of exercises on this, and I get excited, and I move in a direction feeling that's my divine purpose, and then you know, after a while, that enthusiasm is gone for me, and I get really excited about another direction, and I go in that, and it keeps going like that, and it's been like that for a couple years, and I really want to just move in one direction, and I don't know how to do that. Well, Jenny, I'd say uh, the, the presumption, as I said earlier, of purpose is, is something that kind of throws us off immediately, and it kind of creates a broken question, what's my purpose, a fatally flawed question, because the just the utterance of those words presumes that there's one and that there's something um, that you're supposed to be doing with your life. And again, there are many things that you can be doing with your life, and there wouldn't necessarily, although you clarified towards the end of the question, necessarily be anything wrong with changing the hat you wear um, as you go from year to year throughout your life, so long as each of those hats brings you happiness. But you did just say that you'd really like to find one thing and uh, zero in on it. And so the question should be, then, what is that one thing that you would most like to do? Uh, If you knew, you wouldn't be asking this question, so I would say... (laughs) do a little bit deliberately of everything simultaneously. I can only relate to you my own experience 10 years ago. I wasn't even thinking in those kind of terms. I was thinking almost more of survival because uh, we had liquidated a a t-shirt gift business, my mother, brother, and I. We were going to do our own things. And I was like, dang, you know, how did I get to this place in my life? And I remember telling my brother, if I only knew what it was that, that I was born to do, kind of, kind of talking. Um, I just do it. I would just throw my heart and soul into it. You know, on lonely nights, I'd stay up all night and work on it. It would be my salvation. It would be my hideout. It would be everything, and I would give it all of me. But I didn't know. And as I told people in Seattle and, and all the other cities I spoke in, you know, sometimes when you're at that kind of a crossroads, um, what you have before you are maybe three paths, you know, and excuse my language here, but, you know, one of my paths 10 years ago sucked. The other one was suckier, and the third was the suckiest. And it was like, that was it. And that's why, of course, I was looking for my my place in life because I didn't like the choices in front of me. But what I did realize 10 years ago was that the worst thing I could do would be to do nothing. Because the only place the ship of our dreams doesn't find us is sitting at home waiting for it. And so it's incumbent upon us to to define the happiness that we'd like to have. Um, imagine being creatively fulfilled, even though you don't imagine what it is. But, you know, you're telling your friends, I can't wait till tomorrow morning. And every morning you get up before the alarm clock and you either race to your home office or you race across town because you just love what you do. You're traveling to the degree you like. Define that in your mind, that's step one of all manifestations, including discovering your purpose after you've already asked these questions and drawn a blank. And step two is consider your options and go. And if, if, they're, if they're unattractive, choose from the least 
of the unattractive. That's how scientific this gets. And at least this way, you will be out in the world reachable by life's magic. Because once you're out there, then you can, like, metaphorically, you know, if you're driving down the road, see a billboard or receive a phone call with an idea to go to a different place, you're rolling. And then you can adjust that rolling. Whereas if you were home, you couldn't. So for me, I wrote free emails not the life of my dreams. I joined Toastmasters to deal with my fear of public speaking. Absolutely not the life of my dreams. And I kind of puttered with internet marketing and, and dabbled with cleaning off my accountant's resume. All of it was was very unappealing. But because I maintained this vision of being a happy, spiritual, international millionaire, which is how I defined it back then, happy, spiritual, international millionaire, not implying how I get there, and I always was daydreaming about scenarios uh, of my happy, spiritual, multimillionaire kind of life. And then step two, because every single day I showed up and did stuff. And I wasn't saying, you know, how can I turn this into the life of my dreams? How can I make this my purpose? I never even said, what's my purpose? It was a matter of, as I said, outside of the show, kind of survival. It's like, let me just get out into the world so that my world doesn't further collapse upon me. But unwittingly, this is exactly what I talk about in uh, Manifesting Change with 10 Years Hindsight. My end results were general, happy spiritual international millionaire, not saying how. And step two, I took action. Now, with that kind of programming, which a lot of people won't allow themselves to do unless they first figure out their purpose or figure out how they're going to get there. But with that kind of programming of happy spiritual international millionaire and then showing up, combined with understanding the truth about reality, which is laid out in chapter one, recognizing that, that the universe and all of the elements are conspiring on my behalf, that I'm not being judged, that I wasn't born bad, broken sinner, and that, that uh, I'm inclined to succeed. You put those three things together into a pot, um, you're unstoppable. And the next thing you know, you'll wake up, Jenny, as I did a few years into this journey, scratch your head and wonder how the heck you ever got to where you then are. Because it's like all of your dreams, times a million, have come true, even though you started this journey out with a job perhaps you didn't like, uh, knocking on doors that weren't that appealing, uh, you know, on a lonely dirt path with your baby steps. And somehow it transformed itself into a yellow brick road because you had general end results, you knocked on doors, and you understood that there was no reason that your dreams couldn't come to pass. I think that's perfect. I love that general statement. Does that make sense, Ginny? Does that is yes, that helpful? It does. It Yay. does. Yay! Yay! Yes. That's great. Thank you so much for calling in, and have a wonderful day. Oh, thank you both so much. I really appreciate it. Great. And I just want to remind people that they can call into the show today. We are live, and if you want to call in, you can at four two five. Three seven three five five two seven. That's four two five three seven three five five two seven. Or toll free eight seven seven eight two five eight eight two eight. That's eight seven seven eight two five eight eight two eight. And then who do else do we have, Eric, on the line? Well, we've got our, our second caller here on the line. <laughs> Say that just to buy myself some time. <laughs> and we've got Ellen on the line, calling from Illinois. Hi, Ellen. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for taking my call. Of course. What can we do for you? Well, I'm wondering if the principles in Mike's book work towards manifesting health, because today uh, my question is a health question. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, of course. <laughs> I'm glad you asked that, because, uh, Ellen, oftentimes 
uh, oftentimes in my audiences, uh, the feeling I have is that most people are kind of wanting to get the money monkey off of their back, and it's perhaps one of the biggest objectives. So I'll end up addressing what I feel like is the kind of common denominator in an audience, but it equally applies to everything under the sun. Our thoughts become things, whether it's our physical body or a million bucks in the bank account. Um, it absolutely works with health. And so, I, you know, the one-two approach I um, explain and describe in Manifesting Change is have an end result, you know, feeling fabulous, looking great. You know, those are general end results rather than I wish my back would heal kind of thing or I wish something specific would behave a certain specific different way. Let it just be, you know, phenomenal, amazing health or come up with your own few words. And I give examples in the book of how you can frame or phrase this end result with meaning to you. You know, I'm going for fabulous walks in my fabulous body um, and feeling better than I've ever felt before. And that's kind of long-winded, but come up with something for you that paints a general picture of vibrant health. And then, every single day, do something about it. You know, And when it comes to health issues, I always advocate play both ends to the middle. Do some old school. Uh, go to your doctor. Don't do anything without your doctor's stamp of approval. If you're... Uh, and we really all we really all came from that kind of um, mindset when it comes to health and medicine. So so go the doctor route. Find a doctor you like that works within your insurance plan or whatever, whatever. And and you know check everything with that doctor. There's no need to risk your health. So play that end, and then also play the spiritual woo woo metaphysical angle, which is what I teach. And I say that uh, with tongue in cheek. There's nothing woo woo about the fact that we are spiritual. Um, magnificent beings capable of all things. But to play that end of it, you know, visualize five minutes a day, no more. And I talk about why in the book. Um, choose words that serve you. And this is these are the kind of little baby steps you do. They're, they're really simple to create change in your life. Choose words that serve you, that imply that you've already found health. You're not going to say necessarily, I'm feeling better every day, because that kind of implies that you're coming from a place of not feeling that hot. It's like, wow, I feel fantastic today. You know, maybe you could say, I've never felt as great as I do, you know, today, um, et cetera, et cetera. And so choose words that serve you. um, And then playfully act as if your health has returned. You know, we don't need to talk about details, but if it was uh, an ability to go for long walks, um, either because you wanted to go for long walks or because going for long walks implied that other aspects of your health were now taken care of, then prepare to go for these long walks. Buy the shoes, you know, or at least window shop for them. You know, do a, a Google Marketplace study, a Google search for the kind of shoes you'd get. Get the, get the running shorts or the walking shorts um, or whatever it is that you would do healthy. Prepare for the inevitable arrival of that day. And then, of course... Uh, part old school, part new school, is to physically um, eat well, exercise to the degree your doctor says you can. Um, you know, do the aerobics thing or the yoga thing, and 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 put your body out there so that it can, um, you know, become healthy. Mm-hmm. So it works with all things. This thoughts becoming things, whether it's abundance you want career clarity that you want, improved health that you want, a new relationship, improved relationships, although you can't ever 
manipulate specific other people. You know, you can't make Roxanne fall in love with you by Friday night, but you can find true love, period, you know, and let it, whether it's Roxanne or Gertrude or Billy or Bobby, you know, the right person will show up at the right time, and you can insist on that. Again, another example of why being general is so powerful. Um, it leaves room for better than you could have even imagined, and uh, you you. Don't tie the hands of the universe by eliminating options, and you don't stress yourself out by saying, well, how could I ever get so-and-so to love me, or how could I ever write a book, or how could I ever improve my health? You don't mess with the minutia. You go bigger and more general. So thank you for that question, Alan. I hope it helped. Hope it helped. Yeah, it did. Um, Marie, could you do a quick reading on my health question? Yeah, so what is your actual question? The question is, um, it's regarding my ears uh-huh. and uh, ringing, clogging, mm-hmm. dizziness, and the mm-hmm. doctor um, did testing and said that it's Meniere's disease. Uh-huh. I was just wondering energetically, what does that mean or right. what could help with the symptoms? Right. Well, the, like there are some exercises. Did your doctor actually give you a physical exercise for Meniere's disease? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would Google that, look it up, because there's this really weird exercise where you sit down and you move your torso and it begins to create equilibrium in your body again. But ears, energetically, um, when people have these symptoms, they're connected towards um, not feeling grounded, not feeling like you're totally here, uh, so to speak, because that's literally what happens. You, it's difficult to connect to the physical reality when you're having a hard time with one of your senses. And the, in my opinion, the cause of it is from not listening to yourself or the wisdom, your guides, creation uh, that's been talking to you. So I would you know, ask those type of questions. Is there something that my soul really wants to hear? Um, you know, I, I offer myself the strength to allow that wisdom in, something of that nature. Um, and I would do the exercise because it really works because there isn't a lot that they offer other than some medication um, that works, you know, hopefully acutely. Um, but, yeah, the exercise I've heard works really well. So I would Google that. Okay. Thank you both so much. It's You're wonderful. welcome. Mm-hmm. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And who do we have next, Eric? Well, our next caller on the line is uh, Kawaii. And uh, she's calling, it's Kavehi. Kavehi. Uh, now I remember okay. from Auburn. She's called a couple times before. I want to okay. make sure I get that name right. Thank you. Hi, Kavehi. How are you? Hi. Um, I'm doing okay. Um, I'm calling today because I recently just found out I was pregnant. And mm. that is um, from a seven year relationship that's ended. And so, but with this the culmination of a lot of things are coming right now, and I can feel that my life is, gonna, is changing and going to take a totally different direction. And with all these issues with dad, too, right now, um, I guess I'm just trying to get some insight. As I just feel like there's just so much, and it's just stressing me out. <laughs> About the pregnancy? So yeah, and then dad, having to deal with dad, and, you know, this notes and relationship that's ended, and, mm-hmm. and he's kind of being problematic towards me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, with everything, so I just... Well, well, you know, we have Mike Dooley on here. Hi, hi Mike, again. I think uh-huh, pregnancy is a lovely thing. What do you think, Mike? I mean, having uh, babies and creating life. Oh, my life. gosh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Times a million. That's right. really, really exciting. And uh, despite the fact that it seems like, uh, you know, the legs of the table have been knocked out from under you, um, it is what it is. Uh, we all know deep down and, and 
we've always known that we cannot insist on certain people doing certain things. Um, it's always an option that somebody could do that that we're in a relationship with. And, and all you can do is make the best of it. And, and that is not something that limits you. Um, you've got your amazing life ahead of you. You've got an amazing uh, personality coming to join this adventure with you. None of it was accidental. Um, just as you knew all along that that the relationship could end, which is true of all relationships. So does this amazing bundle of energy who's coming to join you. So did he or she know that, uh, you know, it might be a one-parent home for the short term or, or however that might unfold. And, uh, and that was perfectly cool, totally rocking. Let's get this party started. So <laughs> look at what's right. Um, don't try to be the conventional nuclear family uh, necessarily. Uh, if you want another partner, a life adventurer to share this with, um, then, then be open to that. Um, but don't think that that's the ideal there's no such thing as the ideal. Um, you get to decide that. And this is, again, why our ideal end results ought to be generally stated so that we don't kind of get ourselves into a pickle that, that we could not have foreseen coming. For instance, okay, I must have a new partner by the end of the year or before the birth or, or by such and such time. You know, if you all of a sudden insist on that, you eliminate the possibility that that there could be so much growing between you and this new young soul um, in, in his or her formative years that would not be able to happen if, if there was a third person in the picture. Now, I'm not advocating single parenthood. I'm not advocating double parenthood. I'm not advocating anything except to say don't insist on how things pan out. Just control what you can control, which always includes your happiness, and make the best of the situation and uh, celebrate this exciting news. You know, um, I'm seeing pictures in my mind, uh, Mrs. Marie, when uh, I was pregnant with my last child, and I wanted to have kids very badly, so I started out early, um, having lots of kids, and uh, but we had decided that we were going to be done. You know, after the first kid, because we first thought we were going to have six children, my ex-husband and I, and then after our first child, we're like, okay, we're going to have two, <laughs> you know, because there's such a lot of work. And then surprisingly, I got pregnant with our third child, and we both contemplated if we were going to continue the pregnancy or not. And, and which, of course, I'm an advocate of free choice. As Mike said, beings choose to be here and they choose to leave here. And they know exactly what's going on. There's no big surprise when you're outside of the earth plane. Um, beings really do know what's happening around here. And I can say that I'm, you know, of course, grateful on many levels that I decided to maintain the pregnancy. Um, but one of them, the, the surprises of why I was so happy happened years later when my two oldest children went off to college. I still had one more at home, which was such an incredible comfort. So beings show up in our lives for all kinds of reasons, forever, for however long they're in our lives. And I, I, we both say congratulations. We're really happy for you. And well, we hope it, you can find um, the do you happiness. Think that dad's going to actually be a source of support um, with this new child? Or should I just kind of make my peace with that and... And, and just do what I need to do and not yeah. on that support coming. Absolutely. Because then maybe different people who are meant to be even more supportive in your f new family's life will show up. The people that you really want to be there. Sometimes our family aren't people that share our DNA with us. There are right. other individuals or more soul related. So yeah, absolutely. And notice how your energy's changed. You had a nice little chat with Mike, and now your energy's all happy and excited. And you're like, well, wait a minute. This is actually quite fun. So congratulations right. to you. Okay, 
Thank you. Yeah, have a wonderful day. Thank so you. you're welcome. We're going to take another break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, and we'll be right back with Mike Dooley. Marie and Dr. Sheila Dunn Merritt's Healing from Within series can now be purchased on DVD. This four-part interactive series was filmed live at their weekend workshops. The DVDs include medical and energetic insight, as well as informative tools you can use for a lifetime. Chakra exercises and dietary guidelines are included. The first two DVDs on detoxification and heart health are available now through Marie's website, www.energyintuitive.com. Coming soon are the Brain Health and Hormonal System DVDs. Purchase your copy today and get started on your own healing process. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there are a variety of ways to find out. Become Marie's friend on Facebook or follow her on Twitter. Sign up for Marie's free newsletter. Each quarter, she writes an in-depth article and responds to Dear Marie questions. Email Marie if you'd like your question to be answered in an upcoming edition. Also, be sure to check out Marie's website in January. The class schedule for 2011 will be posted along with a complete website makeover. For more information, visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, or call 425-825-5671. Feed your mind and your body and spirit will follow. Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle with Mike Dooley, who's live in Florida. And we're talking about his brand new book, Manifesting Change. It couldn't be easier. Thank you, Mike, for joining us today. It's been delightful. So much fun. Thanks, Marie. It's always fun. Yes. Great. And would you like to answer some more callers' questions? Sure. Okay. Who do we have, Eric? We've got Mary Beth on the line calling from Federal Way. Hi, Mary Beth. How are you? Hey, Mary Beth. Hi. I'm great. Um, I had a question. I guess it's kind of to do with manifesting. Um, just out of the blue, somebody that was kind of in my life 30 years ago called me, and I'm just wondering if he is supposed to be in my life or not. Mm. Hmm. Well, since I'm on the show, I'll give a shot, but it sounds like a reading question more than... Uh, um, sounds great. No, more than ahead, a like manifesting change question, but um, there is no supposed to be's. None, ever, ever, ever. And thinking that there are robs you of your power because if you thought he was, well, then you'll ignore other options. And if you thought he wasn't, well, then you'll shut him out when he could be in your life. And the question every day we have to ask ourselves is, what do I most want? And that doesn't mean he's not showing up with possible lessons and adventures to share with you. Um, But what it does mean is that that there are others as well that could do that, whether or not they're visible yet in your on your radar. So I I tend to try to tell people not to look too much into a situation looking for signs or looking for meaning other than following their feelings. And if you're not too sure, uh, as my mother used to say, you know, if you don't know what to do, don't do anything just yet. Just wait a little bit until you do know, which doesn't mean you would ignore them, but you'd test the waters, you'd share some emails, you'd chit-chat a little bit because, uh, did you say 30 years, I think? that's A long time. Time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people change uh, in yeah. wonderful ways, but they also change in different ways than perhaps we change. So I'd be open to all possibilities, including a new adventure, if it's, if it's resonating with you. 
I love that answer. I think that's a fabulous answer. And intuitively what I see is that um, you're going to see how changed you have, how much you have changed, particularly in the last five years. It's like when you sit down and have this conversation with this person, you're going to be very surprised with the person you've become and delighted. So uh, to me, that's, you know, one of the reasons why it's happening is for you to acknowledge and understand more depth about yourself. Sounds wonderful. Sounds like have, have a good cup of coffee. Yeah, well, thank you so much, and have a great day. <laughs> thank you. You too. Okay, bye-bye. All right, now let's talk to Karen calling from Bothell. Hi, Karen. How are you? Good. Great. What What can we do for you? Um, well, first, let me tell you, it feels like I have, I'm have i at the hands of the universe here between Marie and Mike. This is so great. <laughs> and I can't wait to win your trip to Kenya in September. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, could you share a little bit about that? I forgot to bring that up. Oh, well, as part of the celebration with uh, the release of the book coinciding with the 10-year anniversary of the Adventurers Club, which is what Tut.com is all about, we've created a sweepstakes, uh, the grand prize of which is a ticket, two tickets. Uh, one person is going to take uh, their best friend, all expenses paid, to an, uh, I think it's an 11-night African safari on the Maasai Mara with me uh, and a, a group of Tutters, we call ourselves. Is seven nights on a Caribbean Mayan ruins cruise this February. And so by buying the book, you can send your receipt following the instructions at tut.com to be entered, and or you can go to tut.com, purchase not required, and, and send a postcard to the uh, officiating company. And, um, and you know, you're, you're going to have stiff competition, whoever's listening, because Karen sounds like she's going to. <laughs> I know, to I think yeah. she's won. Yeah. I'm, I'm focused on it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my, my question is, I so I, I'm kind of living with a, a less than positive person who's not quite following mm-hmm. the same enlightened path I am. And how do I get? I'm just like too afraid to to do something about it. How, do you have any recommendations for getting past that fear? You know. Yeah, and uh, that is maybe the number one question I have received in the seven years I've been touring the world. So. <laughs> I'm ready to answer it, and the answer is so simple. Um, and I would frame it uh, in the discussions we've already had this hour with Marie. Understanding the truth is the secret. And when you understand the truth that you, Karen, are inclined to succeed, you're not here with a 50-50 shot at it. You are inclined to have more friends. You're inclined to grow and expand and bloom your entire life long. You're inclined to discover abundance and purpose and meaning in your life. When you realize that is your default setting, then all of a sudden you also realize that you are not as susceptible as you once feared to other people's negativity. Obviously, you don't want to hang around with, with a group of people who are constantly you know, talking you down and, and poo-pooing your dreams. But even if you were stuck with such a group, let's say they were your parents or your, your, your immediate family that you can't uh, at this stage walk away from, you need not worry as long as you... Follow the two-step process that I've shared already. Number one, define your end results generally, you know, including you know, international travel as general, um, and therefore you leave the room open for a Masai Mara tour or a, a two weeks in Bali or, or something better. Um, define your end results generally in terms of abundance, health, friends, etc., and then show up. 
do something about it every day. These will be baby steps. They will seem paltry and feeble compared to where you want to go. But if you take those feeble, feeble, feeble-seeming baby steps, you will then be within reach of life's magic. There will then be those so-called coincidences and happy accidents um, that come into your experience, many of which will seem humdrum and not that special until, with hindsight, you look back and you realize that that person you met at the cleaner six months ago is the one who introduced you to this other person who ended up rocking your world in the most wonderful ways. Um, Just follow those two steps. Enjoy the company of those uh, turkeys that you're soaring with or trying to soar with because there's obviously good reasons there in your life. Lessons to be learned. um, Laughs to be shared. You know, we don't pick our friends for their level of enlightenment. We pick them because we love them. We like them. Uh, We see things or saw things the same way as them. And so... Let them be how they are, um, and and uh, and and just insist on being who you are. And and if it really is such an awkward fit, neither one of you are going to want to spend that much more time hanging out. And you'll do it in measured doses. So so don't worry about it. You're pegged to succeed. Just knowing that fact is going to shoot you that much further. Uh, combined with these other things that I've shared. That's awesome. Beautiful. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. Our next caller on the line is uh, Anna calling from Edmonds. Hello, Anna. How are you? Hello. Um, I but the question that was just answered really kind of I really resonate with that. I kind of see a light and kind of where I'm going Good. forward. And I've been fascinated with the whole concept of angels and your spirit guides and that's kind of a new concept to me, and that you have a certain amount of spirit guides around you and angels that you can, when you feel like, okay, I, I don't know where to go, relax and let them move in and help you. And mm-hmm. maybe I wanted to know, I know that Marie has talked about you have so many guides with you and how many I have or who my angel mm-hmm. is. Mike, what do you think about beings on the other side assisting and helping us? Oh, I think they're there in abundance, and they absolutely adore us. They idolize us. Uh, We have gone where the multitudes or the the many have not, um, and that is into the jungles of time and space where we voluntarily stripped ourselves of uh, any recollection of our divine magnificence so that we could temporarily believe and have and have not here versus there now versus then which would throw us into adventures they're cheering for us they're rooting on the sidelines um i would you know i I remember i wrote a note from the universe once that said do you know how many angels you have Mm -hmm. and the answer was all of them they insisted (laughs) and i think that's how i view it i don't think that there's a limited number and if there was then then each single angel would be as powerful as all of them combined. Oh. That's how powerful you are. And the, the only cautionary thing I would say, and it's not even cautionary, is you insisted, you sat down with your closest and dearest um, collaborators who would be watching you from the other side, and you said, look, whatever happens, do not mess with my life. Do not <laughs> try to make my choices for me. I want to learn this on my own. I want to come back uh, with the gold medal, the gold medal being there's enough for all of us, um, and, and you, you told them very, very sternly not to, to manipulate your thoughts becoming things. And, uh, and therefore, while they still can in- 
shout encouragement, and they still can be heard, and they can still offer guidance. It's still up to you um, and up to every one of us during these brief forays into the jungles of time and space to choose our thoughts wisely, to take action, to take baby steps. They That's the one thing they cannot do for us. They can't think our thoughts for us, although they can lead us in the right direction if we listen, um, and they cannot take action for us. Only we can do that, and that's what we insisted upon when we set out on these adventures. I love that answer. I think it's gorgeous. Uh, Yeah, I I always look at it that we have free will in the universe. And sometimes I think humans like, come on, tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. And and guides just lovingly, uh, you know, may offer suggestions and insights, but it's truly everything is up to us. And they just adore us. We would throttle them on the other (laughs) side when we return if if they violated that (laughs) sacred agreement. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, they absolutely can't. And so to give you a little bit of my perspective and as I think you have nine guides I love Mike's answer way better of you know every angel is your angel I don't usually see angels very often it's for some reason it's just not part of my visual um, but when I see a particular number it's a metaphor for me to understand something about a person and what it means to me is um, you're thinking about perhaps in the future of course you have free will that maybe you won't be spending as much time here on planet earth you might be deciding to um, evolve in other time space realities and dimensions, which of course any of us can do at any time. So that's um, my little answer on uh, your guides. Thank you so much for calling. Have a fantastic day. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right, let's pop over to Connecticut and talk to Darcy. Hi, Mike. How are you? A pleasure Hi, Darcy. How are you? Great, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I, I have a question, Dan. I'd like to expand on, first of all, on something that you said earlier and things that I've read in your book. Okay. Basically about, you know, how, you know, the universe will provide things, but you need to show up for them. Yeah. See, somebody came back into my life last year who I hadn't seen in 30 years who I'd like to have a relationship with. Uh-huh. And while, you know, I've been doing the visualizing and, and all that and trying to leave it alone after doing it for like five minutes in the morning. When you say you need to show up for it, I don't understand what that is. Well... Okay, first, the end result here <laughs> cannot and should not, Darcy, be this particular person. And I, and I think you'd readily admit what you're really after is a great, loving, sharing adventure with someone who's like-minded, who you obviously feel attracted to, and who feels attracted to you. Isn't that what you really want? I guess. But I, I kind of like it to be. Someone. It is. It is. It's what we all want, and and it could well be that this friend of thirty years ago has shown up because this person is spot on that person, or right. it could be that this person is absolutely impossibly not that person, okay. but has shown up to introduce you to that person. Okay. But if you attach to this person, you shut the door and you close off opportunities to even meet that person, and that kind of thinking or closed-mindedness might even prevent the introduction. Um, right. That's just one hypothetical way of looking at this and understanding the truth here. You know, loving and sharing and adventuring with someone is what you want. Um, it could well be this person, so don't say no. Right. Um, but the question of how do I show up every day is, you know, don't be showing up every day for this person. Be the specific person. Instead, be showing up every day for love. And, and then if it's him or her, it'll be him or her. And if it's not, you've left room for the other person. And the way you show up, uh, number one, is you shine 
you be your best, you master what's before you, um, you know, you're a responsible person, you follow your dreams to the degree that you have them, to the degree that you know what they are, is what I mean. Um, and then as you start glowing and radiating and being the person that really is inside of you, and this is natural, this is not a forced thing, this is not something you need to step up to the plate and do. I'm just saying, be yourself. And when you're yourself every day, you're going to be a magnet. You're going to have to choose between this amazing person and the next amazing person and the next amazing person because they're all going to want a little bit of what you've got because you're glowing. And that's how you step up at the plate every day. And since you, since you're not sure... Well, since I got to tell you, you can't be sure if it's this person. Then you know, until all of a sudden he shows up in his uh, shiny armor, um, obviously uh, the game continues, if you will. The, the 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 possibilities remain open, and so you need to let your friends know. You need to do all of the conventional things. You know, hypothetically, Match dot com. Hypothetically, tell people at your church. Hypothetically, let your best friends know that you're, you know, that you thought the so and so is interesting, or you you're available or if they know anybody, you know, be out there. Um, okay. But one of the best ways to be out there and to be available is just to, to fully live life. Say yes to the invitations to go uh, caroling or to go to the mall or to, you know, anything that could possibly uh, bring you joy as opposed to sitting at home on the couch waiting for uh, somebody. Say yes to it. Say yes to all of it, you know, that it resonates with you, that you feel safe and comfortable with it. Say yes, and then, you, you know, you will be unmissable by that right person. You will not even be able to stop that person from charging into your life. Well, that's good because when I was reading it in the book, I was thinking, well, does that mean that i got to, like, call him or ask him out? And I, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> No, don't do that. I, I would not do that. But if you, you know, if in your, uh, you know, knocking on doors and turning over stones, you met somebody who it felt really good with, um, not insisting that it's that person, but you could, um, not test the waters, but you could be available. And, and if it was suitable, and, you know, that's a big if. I don't know how it's transpired between the two of you. But if it was suitable and the two of you are calling each other up and you really felt great resonance here, you could say, let's see a movie. Or you you could do those kind of things. But no. Right, but that's the how I was, reading, I was reading is, it in the book. I was like, is that what I'm supposed to do? I'm so glad that you clarified it for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no. Because I, no, I really the, didn't want to do that. No, no. The end result should be general. So in a general sense, you need to be showing up to love and for love every day. That doesn't mean pick Mr. Jones and call him up and knock on his door and bake him cookies. I wasn't going to do that. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, Darcy. Your question was great. It helped us so much. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Yeah, that's Bye-bye. Yes, that was so in line with the beginning of the show when we were talking about the generalization. And I think that offered even more um, information to people so that they can focus on that. You are just a pleasure, Mike. I have certainly enjoyed spending this time with you. And you're actually writing another book, which will be book number eight, right? Correct? Yes. Uh, Yes. Number eight comes out probably early 2012. Um, And and that is if number, if it's not... um, Preempted by another one on 2012. There's oh a short goodness. little DVD I have on the year 2012 and the implications. And uh, a couple of people out there in the publishing world want are, are talking about it being a book. So that might even make it happen faster. Oh, that sounds fantastic! Sounds like a great book. I look forward to reading it. I'm sure everyone else does. Thank you so much for um, thank you, coming Marie. on the show. It was, it was a great pleasure. To be with you again on air. Yes, thank you, and have a wonderful day in Florida.
too, in Seattle. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. So I just wanted to remind people of guests we have coming up on the show. And a little surprise, um, on December 29th, my daughters and I are going to be in the studio. So you'll be able to talk to my kids about growing up with a woo-woo mom um, and talk about intuition because we talk about it all the time at home. So my three gorgeous daughters will be in studio. And then next week we have um, Christopher Renstrom, who's an astrologer for Lifetime.com. I'll be interviewing him, followed by Ansley McLeod, who will also be in studio. He is the author of the book, the instruction. And then we're going to have Dr. Lisa Rankin, who is the author of What's Up Down There. So I'm very excited for her. She'll be on the show on the 6th of January. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the show and to Mike again for coming in studio. Just a pleasure having you. And I look forward to everyone having a fabulous Thursday and happy, happy holidays to each and every one of you. Talk to you next week. Bye bye. 